as we prepare for a Toronto Maple Leaf Dallas Stars game. I'm not going to rat anybody out. But moments ago, all I heard was, hey, Derek Brandeo, can you help us get the Masters on one of the monitors here in studio? <laughs> Hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> I did that as a courtesy to everyone in the room. Priorities. Now, there's some serious prep going into our show. Yeah. So if you do get a reference every once in a while to, oh, my God, how did he miss that? You'll know where it's coming from. I guess- so, Sammy... Uh, I mean, we're going to go two hours once again like we do every day. Mm-hmm. We'll bring you all the Toronto Maple Leaf analysis that we have. Mm-hmm. Talk about things around the, the National Hockey League. But something tells me that we're starting out today's show with a little bit of a tiger conversation. Uh, yeah, this is this is Christmas morning for me, fellas. Oh, me Thursday, the, Thursday of the of the Masters. Tiger's playing. He's about to have a swing from the pine straw here. Doesn't look like a great drive on 14. Anyways, um, I just, it's really hard for me to talk about hockey today. I just want to come on here and break the whole thing down, but that's why we, we, we do our jobs, you know? So, JB, uh, yeah. best bets. W- where was Tiger prior to teeing off today? What, what were the, the thoughts or the, what was the money line on this guy actually yeah. competing? Well, I think he was about 45 to 1 when he went off. What do you get him at, Sammy? I woke up this morning and Put a little bit of money on him at 66 to 1. 66 yeah. to 1. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not a great bet, obviously. No, it's an incredibly it's bad bet. Sentimental yes. Yes. Uh, bet. But, you know, he's Tiger Woods, and you just never know. It's okay. Well, what he... is the overlap between hockey and golf? I got to ask, why do hockey players love it? Love Because it's golf? the opposite of everything yeah. about our game. It's a good point. And I don't have to beat you up. I don't have to challenge you. Mm-hmm. The challenge is me versus me and that stupid little white ball. <laughs> I think that's the frustration factor because we all believe as hockey players, I got me mastered. It's the other people I'm having trouble with. It is, I think it's it's maybe yeah. that internal struggle that we don't get to have in hockey. And, and you're right, it's a little more peaceful. It's a little more... If, if I, if I don't transferable want, skills too. And, they, and also seasonal flip, right? You have the summer off most part for the most part. When things aren't going well for me on the ice, I can still also revert to do something. pulling you down to my yeah. level. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not happy today, so guess yes. what? Neither are you. Neither are you. <laughs> and I'm going to make you as miserable as I am right now because I can't get a bounce. I, I don't have any luck. Yeah. Uh, my ice time's going down. But yeah. you can't do that in golf. So you're just stewing it. That's why you love it because yeah. it's the opposite of everything that you you think about against your competitor. Yeah. So your competitor is you in golf, right. ultimately. Yeah. Some transferable skills, too. The motion. Power. Hands. Yeah. Like, if you got a good clapper, you're probably going to have a, a good drive. If you can, if you got good hands around the net, you're probably going to have good hands around the green. I got to give you a, give a, a shout-out today. Um, Clark Gillies today would have been his uh, 68th birthday today. Uh, big Masters guy. Him and I always in touch a lot during uh, the tournament. He... Unbelievable hands. Everyone thinks, you know, Clarky punching everyone in the face. Guy scored his share too. Around the greens, mwah, velvet. Just velvet mitts. So some some love for him today. So did love he hear ever uh, get a chance to play at Augusta? Because I was with Brian Leach on the weekend. Yeah. 
And we knew the Masters were coming up. We had a conversation, and I asked him, have you come close to playing uh, Augusta? And uh, five times he's played. No way. <laughs> so, so Clark hadn't. He hadn't, but he had a line on it. Uh, Lemieux's the guy. Lemieux's the contact. Mario yeah. knows. You know, I don't know if he's, he's close to being a member there or what, but he knows people. He was, he was working on it. It's still, still some of the only thing on my bucket list is get, get to Augusta. So it's the hands. I mean, Tiger didn't hurt his hands in the car accident. <laughs> still got the hands. Right? No, you're not like, and, and he does, he, he's not walking well. He's God, not. He, he's ginger. He's ginger. Very yeah. ginger. But the hands seem fine today. Uh, par golf is really good. Well, it's it's actually a great thing about hockey is that, you know, or sorry about golf, is you play. So I've gone out with my 72-year-old stepdad. You can go out with a 10-year-old. There's different ways to get it around the track, and Tiger's doing it different than he did He He does. That's his the whole thing, career. That's the thing that's stuck out to me through uh, 14 holes, 13 holes here so far, is just how much different he looks. Yeah. He looks like a different person. Older, slower. Slow the tempo down. is much different. But if there's anyone who can think their way around Augusta National... It's Tiger Woods. Hello, friends. <laughs> well, and as the power dropped off, yes. everybody's saying he still has some pop, but nah, not as much. Not as much pop. And but, I don't think it's ever coming back. Nah, he, he's hitting at, what, 285 yep. today on average, I think, somewhere around there. All right, I'm just noticing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he oh, just... Oh, my God. He slammed. Come back over part 14. <laughs> just go home. All right, come on. Home. Back off. Are you this, too good for your This home? ain't a golf show. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This is a hockey show. All right. God, Knock tough, it off, Sammy. That's a tough comebacker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we derailed. Okay, hockey. Okay. The Leafs. Super hot against Tampa. Super cold against Florida. Where do we, where does Goldilocks stand here coming into Dallas tonight? Well, I, I got to believe the coaching staff has talked them into a place where they're feeling pretty good about their hockey team. You know, we heard the quotes from Sheldon Keefe yesterday, and you didn't necessarily love the pure positivity, but tough to, to dial out to any sort of distance and not think that they've been playing really well for a run of hockey games here, as disappointing as the last result was. I think they're a little bit in a bit of a, bit of a letdown spot here because they have played top teams in the East and teams that are going to be playoff uh, opponents, scrapping for seeds, and now it's the Dallas Stars. And no disrespect to Dallas, but they, that doesn't catch your attention the same way Florida, Boston, Tampa does. It, it, it doesn't, but you look at a Dallas Stars team that's fighting to, to make the playoffs. Uh, they do have a little bit of a cushion when it comes to games played, mm-hmm. but Vegas is, is rather hot. And that's despite the loss last night, despite the loss to Vancouver last night, they have the ability to control things in their, in their own hands. And the Leafs have to be aware of that. I I really believe that we'll see a team not too rattled coming off of a, uh, a game against Florida. I really Mm -hmm. think that the Leafs will settle in here nicely and uh, they are the better team. Their, their, their stars are much better than Dallas's stars. And Ben and Sagan, they're just in a better place. This should be a good rebound night for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, you know, in theory, as I mentioned, it's just this team has such a history of playing up and down to people. One thing they did do, which I know we'll get to a little later, is they shuffled up the D pairs. Uh, Lilligren out tonight, Labushkin back in. Um, You know, Giordano, Hall, Muzzin, Brody, Riley, Labushkin. That's something we can get to. And Jack Campbell going back in. After, uh, you know, I don't, I don't call it good, bad, or otherwise, a weird 
Florida experience. So for 48 hours, uh, the shawl grin. And yes, I mean, for me personally, talking about what you witnessed, what you saw, how it all played out. The fact that I didn't like Shalgren either a pulling himself or um, feeling like what uh, you weren't well enough to play the next three minutes, but you wanted to go back and then having the coach saying, no, you're not going back. Let's stick with Campbell now that he's warmed up. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever the scenario is, certainly when I looked at it, uh, you know, initially it's how, how do you trust this guy moving forward in saying that? What we didn't discuss the other day was the bigger picture and and the true lack of depth doesn't start with Shalgren being behind now Jack Campbell. But right. if you look at the organization as a whole and what's going on with the Marlies as well, Whew. there is a real struggle here on finding capable goalies within the whole organization. Uh, uh, Joseph Wall is still out with a separated shoulder. Yeah. And even in, in the Marlies organization, they're, they're scrambling, JB. They are. Uh, Ian Scott has uh, only played, what, seven games in two years, maybe one this year, something like that. Uh, they had two PTO goalies with the Marlies uh, over the past week or two. You know, guys, that, that they're, they're scrambling. Like, Hutchinson is clearly the third option for the Leafs. As a guy got in games for Colorado in the playoffs last year, it's not like he's a complete write-off, but they they lost faith in the guy. They gave up on, on Hutchinson, um, and I think for good reason. Um, so that he's the next guy, boy, uh, I, I think they have to give Schalgren some more games. They have to get to, back to feeling good about him because he's the next guy, just the way it's going to be. Under different scenarios, Sammy, this guy would be Amarley right now, but to Justin's point... What choice do they have? Yeah, and I'm just looking at Harry Sateri because just I was thinking about it. He still hasn't he's playing. playing tonight. Oh, he's playing tonight. Yeah, his first game. First game tonight. He, although I guess he had four with Florida some years ago, but this is his first game since okay. coming back. Okay, well that takes my point away. I was going to say ah, oh, there's just a waste. They took him away from the Leafs, but boy, they could use Harry Carey Sateri. <laughs> someone, right? Just but someone I, else. I don't. Know, I don't know how you don't. Like, and it's not even Mark Andre Fleury, but you mentioned Wedgwood, who's going against the Leafs tonight. I don't know how you go in without adding another guy. And I've said that from the start. You know, it it certainly feels more desperate before, or sorry, now that Mrazek is hurt, right? At the time, at the the deadline, you're going, okay, well, we're we're okay with um, Campbell. We're okay with Mrazek getting a little better here. You know, Shalgren showed well. We're three deep. Do we really need to go four deep? And all of a sudden, when you lose one guy, it's like, oh, desperation time. Was it premature of Kyle off of a small sample size to think that we're three deep? Yes. And will, could that come back and, and haunt Kyle and, and the whole organization? The that only you've point left, I've made that, against that, that. That you've left your team that vulnerable Yeah, uh, outside of, of Jack. Yeah, my, my only pushback to that has been if you go into game three, like Campbell's going to start, right? You're going to give him a couple of hockey games, and if he loses them and you want to go to your backup guy, it's over. Like you're not winning five of or four of five against Tampa Bay, Boston, Florida. It almost doesn't matter. It's jack or bust. Depressing. I know. Well, that that's completely 
against what you did last year where you felt like you needed to spend a third rounder for a guy sitting in the stands in, in Redick. Yeah. So I think last year though, they didn't know if Anderson was going to be even able to play. And so maybe Riddick was your backup goalie. You could have asked him. <laughs> Would you just not have picked up that conversation in your head uh, 12 months later with uh, Mrazic? Yeah. And his injury uh, uh, history? Where you at? How you feeling, you mean? Like, yeah, like this guy could, he could drop at any time too, which he, yeah. which he did. And has all year long. What he, exactly. Yeah. So the other point is maybe... When we, even though it's been a small sample size with Shalgren, like there was early indications that this guy might have a pretty good temperament, mm-hmm. right? Like he doesn't get, he didn't come across in his, you know, those early appearances as being a guy that gets rattled or nervous or. Yeah, pretty So cool. I still would like to hear more of a story of what the hell happened in Florida for a guy that was supposed to come in and be this calm, cool, collected yeah. guy, not too high, not too low, uh, simple uh, quotes after a game. And I know they tried to give him the backup job. The media did several times, and he was like, I'm just day by day yeah. here, fellas. Make sure so, you can keep an eye on so, uh, if they talk today, if they say so anything, if, that'd be great. He does. Maybe he's earned, even with that small sample size, a little bit of the benefit of the doubt to say this isn't this – isn't, uh, this isn't typical of him. This isn't part of his makeup or characteristics. Mm-hmm. It was a, a one-off. Yeah. That's the hope. For sure, that's the hope. And the team has to believe that, too. And he's going to get games. He's going to get games again on the way to playoffs. So he'll have another chance to get back to earning trust. We got Colby Armstrong in about five minutes. He's going to join us, uh, Sportsnet hockey analyst, uh, and also Marty Turco. Of course, a very popular goaltender with the Dallas Stars. He's down uh, in Dallas, and he'll help us tee up the game tonight. And Gary Galley in the second hour as well. Uh, It's game time. Let's get hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Ready for Colby. We're ready for Colby. Uh, As far as uh, the rest of the lineup goes, we assume, we hope, we better see Labushkin back in the lineup. Yeah. And he's back. He's back. So you feel good about that? You know, him and Riley, it's the same spot for Labushkin. You like that? I just, I, I still would also like to revisit where that decision came from to, to not think out. that he's, he's come in and, and done everything that has been asked. You know, this is hindsight is 2020 stuff because I had thought that Lilligren had been playing really good. But it sure would have been nice in that Florida game to have one more guy who you felt could be a banger, could stir it up for your team, you know, protect the front of the net where they obviously got exposed a little bit. It, it does feel like that was a drop ball, but that's good to know. That's a learning lesson. Like, okay, we're playing Florida. Bush is the guy you want in. Put him in an in ink. So for being with Riley now, it's like he's back in that role where he's going to play a lot of minutes. I, you know, what was it? Wasn't the whole thing with Labushkin that if you if you don't give him too much, he's going to be good for you, and if you ask him to do too much, he might get exposed. I just feel like it's a lot to have him with Riley. I just would like him to play kind of third pair somewhere. Yeah, eighteen minutes. I, I I agree PK. with you. I, I do believe it's a big ask as yeah. well to quote unquote be a top pairing defenseman. 
Yeah, and now the Leafs, the Leafs are kind of weird in that, like, what what would you call the top pair? We always assume Riley's the guy, so that's the top pair. But, like, Muzzin, what's the, the middle pair? Muzzin Brody right now? Pretty darn good. Giordano Hall? It's pretty good. A lot to like there. A lot more to like than Muzzin Hall. Yeah. Which has never gotten on track all season long. Not this year, no. I, I just think that, you know, last year I talked about our brains and how we have trouble changing our mind. It's like they were set, that that's a pair. We know we've got Muzzin Hall because it worked the year before. Time to change the mind on that. They haven't worked. Um, you know, seeing seeing them with other partners is going to be a good thing. Giordano, something, somewhat similar to Muzzin for, for Justin Hall. We'll see how that goes. Give them a little bit of run. All right. Um, up front, more changes. Mm-hmm. Spezza. And Clifford out. Is this the way it's going to be? I know as a guy that predominantly was a fourth line guy, man, I I hated that uh, revolving in door out, in out in out. You're like I think anything teams else. Like it though, they you, like the fourth line. Like earn your spot every day you're in. You got to earn it. And keep yes, it. but if there are stretches when you feel good and you feel like it, it takes time sometimes, and remember you you got. Six to eight minutes to audition. Yeah. You don't have 15 minutes to have a bad shift and it's come back with a too. good shift. Because as a winger, you can't control the play. Like, you want to do something. Sometimes as a winger, yes. you just go up and down your side. The play doesn't happen there. And yeah. like, I guess I'll get off. There goes, <laughs> here's one of my minutes. Sometimes the, the ball doesn't come to the left fielder, right? No, you're just like, well, but I guess if you go through a game like that and you're Clifford, everyone goes, well, it's fine. He hasn't been exposed. Just... Don't take a dumb penalty in the neutral zone in your seven minutes. The slashing penalty is the reason why he's out of the lineup. It's that thin a, a, a line for these guys. Like, Clifford has to play physical, but if he gets called for something, he's not going to play. It's a tough spot. There's no doubt it's a tough spot. But that's the spot he's in. You know, Was it Sammy that said uh, it's Spezza or Simmons, but, but ne- not both. never both ever again? Yeah, I, that's my opinion on the fourth line. I think that those I just think is, they're such different players. But I just, it's not even about how they play together. It's just about the pace of the line. I don't think those two guys yeah. at this point of their career can play against a up-tempo, bottom half of a lineup kind of line that they might go up against in the playoffs. I think they just get exposed with the speed. And if you put Simmons out there with uh, Abruzese, and you put him out there with Abruzese, and then you put him out there with Blackwell, that kind of... Gets a little bit of, you know, pace in the line. Some guys that can move the boots a little bit. And then that, yeah. that looks a little better with, with having Simmons out there. But it just, to me. It's just, I hate the, four, you know, I, hate, I shouldn't say hate it. Don't love having a fourth line where I love Blackwell. Excited to see what the ZC kid can do. See, see. But, the, you know, ZC's 5'10". Blackwell's 5'8". Five, five, no, 5'9". Five, okay. <laughs> that's what he is? Okay. 5'9". Five, five, nine, that's what uh, the yeah. program says. And then so... You know, Simmons is there, too. I will, I will say right. this, I mean, though, uh, for our, our buddy uh, Abru Zizi. Yeah. He looks better to me than Nick Robertson. It, you were more impressed than... 100%. Just that he got some looks? Just, I, I think there's just a, a an more natural feel for him. Yeah. And his uh, his IQ, not... Like like we said, he's he's a tiny kid. Yeah. But so is Nick Robertson. But Nick goes to places that he shouldn't go. I have yet to see that out of this kid. And I think he got some good looks against Tampa Bay. And he seems to be around uh, the, the right places. Yeah. 
I don't think it's a coincidence right now that uh, this guy's now looking at his third game mm-hmm. in the National Hockey League. There's there's something that they really like about him, and uh, I think he's got a chance to be a little bit more effective than than Nick Robertson. It does feel like you know something to me where they want to give him a chance and see what he can do and have some sense for. I don't think this guy's going to play a playoff hockey game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I could be wrong, but I why? Well, well, I just what's he going to do? He's not going to score, right? I mean, he, <coughs> hey, there, there's there's still a love fest for new toys. highly skilled players. But that, this would be having Robertson in against Columbus two years ago, where it's like, yes, it is. You don't, it's you're, no you're, good. No, it didn't you're, work. You're you're, ha- you're absolutely right. But then Kyle's going, yes, it will work, and you yes, this yeah. will be the guy that uh, that helps change things. I think there's an excellent opportunity for him to to win that spot for game one. I do. No kidding. Yeah. I almost okay, swore give, you. Give, give, me, give me choices then. Oh, the, the old guys that aren't playing. It's going to be Spezza, yeah. Clifford, Simmons, or Blackwell's in. I don't want to hear anything Blackwell's else. Blackwell's in. in for me. That's right. So it's just now Spezza. Yeah, he's in too. But Spezza's so falling it's, it's out Clifford of the, or, the, or the, Simmons. the shine's a little bit off of Spezza here. Yeah, he hasn't done much in a long, long time. So, uh, but he's still Jason Spezza. He's been so good in playoffs for them uh, when other people have not been as good. Uh, you know, I, I am I am interested to see which of Spezza, or sorry, Simmons and Clifford is more love, but I, I still think you, your fourth line is going to be Blackwell. Well, Spezza, again, has a one the one dimension that other fourth line guys don't have, and that's the ability to convince your coaching staff that you can play power play minutes. Yeah, that's or a good point. It, you can be on the ice as a he's, as a sixth guy Swiss army knife when you with need, empty when, net. when you need a goal a yeah. big play uh that's more of an option for for Sheldon so that's the one up that Spezza has over anybody else to get back in the lineup for sure all right let's bring in Colby Armstrong friend of the show uh commercial guru oh, you're gonna start ripping on me again I'm not gonna on, rip Kippy. on you is there any anything new coming out um, I've uh, I haven't been any eating commercials lately, so that's a I guess a positive, right? So I mean, you're down ten pounds. <laughs> I'm hovering. I'm <laughs> hovering around the same. You know, you know how to. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I did some got some stuff from the Avalanche. They were in Pittsburgh here the other day and stayed stayed a few extra days, so I was able to sit down with a few of their players for some uh, some playoff content. So that'll be pretty good, but. Other than that, I haven't had had too much action since trade deadline. But it was cool coming up there, Kippy. It's cool seeing the new studios, Borny. It was it was nice. And I also Borny, uh, I'm sure you'd like to hear this. Like we just finished Mario's fantasy camp. Oh boy! Uh, where, yeah, Clark Gillies obviously was like a mainstay and a legend. Yeah. So a little bit of a somber uh, moments we had in remembering him and how great he was there and, and talking about him. So. Uh, we missed him dearly, but our team did win the championship. I was on a team nice. with uh, Joey Mullen. Joey Mullen, one of the greatest hockey stories ever from Hell's Kitchen in in uh, New York, in uh, New York City. Yeah, he grew up playing roller hockey, like not like roller blades, like the old roller skates, which is amazing <laughs> to me, and became Wait, all like, amazing. He has the best oh, yeah. roller skates. Oh, yeah. Was the, 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 the four wheels? No, there was no roller skate hockey. You guys are trying to see if I'm a sucker. No, no. Roller skate no, hockey. this is like skinny Minnie Miller stuff. 
Okay. <laughs> That's a reference Warnie. that goes back. Warnie, back. the greatest story ever. This guy played to look in his teens before he started playing ice hockey. He's like and an he all-time U.S. point getter, isn't oh, he? Yes. Like a top ten guy. Legend. A legend. Wow. That's why. See the pictures of him. The old roller skates on. <laughs> With like little shin pads, and he has like a little curly mop on his head, and it's like it's hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> the best guy ever, though. So that was a fun event, and of course we miss Clark. So that was you know remembering him, and all the guys are kind of the same guys that come back. But that's what I've been up to, boys. So Colby, what do you make of uh, the the next dozen games? Because that's where the majority of the teams are, uh, including the Toronto Maple Leafs, as they prep yep. towards uh, Game One. Uh, is it big picture stuff? Or are, are you still out to win every game um, and, and maybe think about a home ice advantage scenario? How would, how would you see this playing out? Yeah, I, I, think, it's, I think it's home ice positioning, right? I, I don't know if I picture Tampa falling out of it, but yeesh. Uh, and then Boston surging into it, like look out for, for the Leafs, right, and battling for that position where they're at. Uh, I know it's tight right there with Boston and Tampa, but – um, you know, in, in the Metro too, it's New York and Pitt. They play tonight. It's a big game. Uh, you have four points separating them, but I think, you know, though everyone likes to look at this, is what I think everyone likes to look at like home ice, uh, versus away records and everything. And of course you should, but I always think like, regardless if you're better on the road or you're not so hot at home, is there an advantage really when you look at it that way? Like I, I always think that I always think home ice is the best to get. Right. So like you're bad. I think you're playing for home ice and positioning for sure right now with these teams and the, and the Leafs too. Like they're trying to keep those guys, you know, the Bruins and the Tampa Bay away from them. They're trying to separate. Colby, how much of uh, the whole past and ghosts and demons and all this stuff with the Toronto Maple Leafs, how much do you think that plays into <laughs> the, the, their run here like do you think that's in anyone's head that's sort yeah. of the the problems of the past i imagine it is i think i think it kind of weighs or and i think it's hard not to think about it a little bit and i remember when i was playing there too and 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 berkey's like you know he was our gm and he's like you know these these kids aren't bearing these guys are bearing the weight of the past like so half like this whole team wasn't here you know whatever years ago right and, you know, you still read about it every day. You still, they still talk about it. It's still brought up all the time and it's kind of always in your face. So you do have to deal with that a little bit, but I don't know. Is there, is, I don't know. I get a feeling. Is there like something different about them this year? Like, is there like a different feeling with this group this year? I feel like, I feel like in the last few weeks, I feel like it's kind of tilted a little bit to like, this might be a different feeling for the Leafs. Well, I think if, 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 anyone's feeling that way the first place you look at is historic seasons out of yeah austin matthews and mitch marner this is something and i grew up in toronto right i went through yeah. sittler mcdonald uh right to derlego and vive to gilmore and andrew chuck and now we're looking at you know and matt's of course in, the, in that era uh, but now we're looking at something that Leaf fans have never really felt before. Yeah. And that's where I think the, the feeling is different right now. Yeah, and 100 points, Austin Matthews. Uh, I, think, I think Marner could possibly in these remaining games, depending, right? Like you're, I don't know, you like to think you'd give your big boys a little bit of a break maybe at the end, but I think with the way he's been playing too, like 100 points is another question with where he's at with the remaining games and what he's able to put up too. So, And the goals, yeah, like... 
I think when you have those personal individual goals for your stars, I think that kind of, I think that, I think that drives you a little bit differently. And we've seen it, right? We've seen, you know, whether it was McDavid kind of pushing for the hundred point mark in a shortened COVID season and like what that meant. And he says, of course, it doesn't mean anything, you know, I'm just going to play, but you could see like you have something else draw when you're already good and you have these extra little things driving you inside. It does bring you closer together as a team and a group. And it does drive you to like different heights. I feel, I feel it's like a different feeling around the team or in the room when you're kind of pushing for something on the side like that. So yeah, I think you're right, Kipper. I think you're right. I think those individual things are, are big and kind of pushing this team and maybe having a different feel. Where do you think Jack Campbell's head's at? That's this whole thing hinges on Jack Campbell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how confident are you that he can find the guy he was for the first month or two of the year? Yeah. I don't know. That's like, yeah, man, you, I, we've talked about this, right? We talked about it when Freddie left and he was the guy and then it was like, okay. And then it, he was having one of the greatest seasons, like one of the best stories in the NHL, you know, an all-star game and everything was going great. And then, you know, can he find like what he was, you know, previously? Um, I think he can. I also think it takes, it, you know, there's always going to be a, like a certain amount of pressure or weight on his shoulders. I think playing that position in Toronto and, you know, we talk about the past and like what he what what he's got to get over and kind of, you know, a lot of eyes looking at him. Like he he's obviously the you know right now he's put himself in the question mark territory, right? It's like okay, you know, I've got all eyeballs on me. I've got to I've got to prove myself here. So, do I think he's gonna be? I, I think he just has to be good. I don't think he has to be like outstanding, right? Like I think you know you add Giordano, I think you add all these guys. You get Muzzin's been back and. You know, those guys are huge for them on the back end. And then, and then you know, he just has to be good because you have enough talent and you have enough ability. And I think that's what they're just hoping, that Jack Campbell doesn't have to put this pressure on him to be like steal games and be the star. He just has to be good. He has to be solid. Prior to the Bruins winning, I can recall as, as a hockey analyst going on TV saying, they're never going to win with that Tim Thomas. He's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even sure how, how he great. Was. He's too small. Yeah. He's He looks to me like he's out of shape. And then lights out. Moral of the story here is that nobody can nobody believes that you can do it until you do it. Now, the good yeah. news, I think, for Jack Campbell and the Leaf fans out there is that Jackson really no different of a situation than seven out of eight teams <laughs> We, the only oh, one that you, you, you look at is Vasilevsky, and they made him look awfully human a few nights ago. So, you know, you, you had a chance to be with a guy named Marc-Andre Fleury, who was a first pick yep. overall. None of the guys that I see... He had it, too. Right? Yeah, yeah to he a lesser extent. But, but there was a, a bar and an expectation that when you're first pick overall, you're going to reach, you're going to get to eventually. Let's look at it. Good call, though. Let's look at it. Bobrovsky kind of falters in the playoffs. He's kind of a guy that's never been able. And I remember they, you know, when he's in Columbus, he always had to try to rip through the penguins and they just stomped him in the playoffs. And he just couldn't like, he getting pulled, getting yanked. Uh, okay. Toronto skip Boston. They got some, you know, they got guys that they like, but I don't know. We don't know. Right. Carolina, they got Freddie. Okay. You know, Shesterkin's pretty good with the Rangers. I think they're pretty set on their horse. Jari, his playoffs last year, you go down the list. You know, you go down the list, and I think there's. You're right. I think I think most teams are like, oh, geez, like we hope that it's we hope that he it shows up. You know, we hope that he can find his game or 
you know, the pressure doesn't consume them or, you know, our backup can come in if we need them or, you know, so I think the Leafs are in a, in a big ocean of, of similar situations to, to a lot of teams. Colby, uh, you know, I'm not sure if Jari is still getting the recognition he deserves nationally, probably in pit, yeah. but this guy could not catch a puck at the end of last year. No, I know. I know, and it was unbelievable. And you know what? They had, you know, they had injuries. You know, they had Casey DeSmith was banged up. Um, uh, they had Legacy, I think he was, who was their third goaltender at the time, and they weren't going to put him in. So Jari had to ride through that. And, I mean... Couldn't play a puck. He's a good puck playing goaltender too. Couldn't catch a puck. So, you know, is there, is he going to climb out of this? He's been really consistent this year. He's dropped a few games lately in Colorado. I mean, how are you going to stop that juggernaut? But, um, you know, he's got some, he's got some demons and people still talk about it. You're right. Kipper, you know, nationally, I don't think he gets a recognition. He was in the all-star game and like, he's had a great consistent year this year, but they're still waiting to see, you know, come playoffs is, you know, that's when you got to prove it. Right. So, I think he's just got to prove it. I think a lot of these guys just have to prove it that they're, you know, they're going to get the job done when it counts. Goaltending's so huge, though. Hey, it's crazy. It's crazy. I hate talking about goalies. <laughs> we have is. to. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like an analysis. We thing. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know who talks about it the most? Us. <laughs> no, no. The players on the bench. Yeah, good point. Okay, you don't want to watch oh, yeah. your own goalie uh, through through your own gloves, right? Because your eyes are covered. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me when the puck's out of our zone, please. Not a good feeling. So then, you know, we've got that uh, Pittsburgh Rangers game on Sportsnet tonight. Um, You know, they played a couple times this season already, likely playoff first round matchup. And the Penguins have lost both times to the Rangers. How do they stack up against that team? It looks like a much better roster to me, but a couple of losses at at their hands. Yeah, yeah. The the one was a complete blowout in New York. So we'll see how they fare tonight again in MSG. Tough building to play in. Their team's fast, though. They're fast. They're they're fairly deep. They added guys. They've added some depth to their lineup. Um, Strom was in the lineup last game. But I think when both these teams play really well, the first time they played, Pitt won one nothing, just a goaltender battle. Next game, blowout. Next game was a one-goal game again, a fairly close checking um, and tight. So, um I think when they're both at their best and they're ready to play, I think it's going to be tight. We'll make for, I mean, if these two teams look like they're, they may face each other in the playoffs, right? So it's going to, I think, make for a really good series. But um, this Rangers team, they got goaltending. They've got, you know, big puck movers on the back end with a little bit of nastiness. I mean, the Keandre Miller is out there every time against Crosby. And he's not, like, overly aggressive or hard on him, but he is hard on him. Like, he's just, he's just a guy that can skate. He's big. He's lanky. He gets in the way. And, um, you know, they've got a lot of different guys through their lineup that can play. And once again, you know, we talked about, you know, guys playing for something. You, you got, you know, Kreider sniffing around 50 goals. So there's like a little extra on the plate there, I think, where guys are pushing, you know, individually for or for him, uh, for Kreider to hit the 50 goal mark too, which is which is huge. So uh, a really good team. I think teams match up, you know, good against each other. The Rangers are fast and skilled and you know, have talent. So I think, I, I think at the end of the day, we'll have a big game tonight. I think obviously Rangers are four points ahead of Pittsburgh. And uh, um, at the end of the day, I think they're, they're going to meet in the, in, the, in the playoffs. So it'll, it'll make for a really great seven game series. So get a load of it tonight, check in, tune in, check it out and get ready to strap in for that series. It'll be good. It will bounce a little bit here and there, but uh, if the playoffs started tonight, have you seen what the matchups would be? Florida versus Washington, 
Toronto versus Boston, and we'll Boston. get Sammy yeah. back in here for that one. Carolina <laughs> and Tampa Bay. That one yeah. blows my mind that these have been top teams all year long, and one of them's mm-hmm. going home really uh, dejected after the first round. And, and, of course, the Rangers and Pens that you mentioned. But, wow, somebody somebody may I lose know. their job. Well, and everyone went for it too, right, Kippy? Like, I think on trade deadline, were you guys not, like, the East was, everyone in the East was kind of, like, loading up. They were, they were getting depth. They were finding their guys. They were all going for it. So I think because everyone's kind of, you know, you look at a lot of those teams are kind of, you know, some of them are more on the tip of your tongue for, you know, contenders and favorites. But, like, a lot of them, like, anything can happen. So the East, you're right. It's it's interesting with the matchups and who can play who and who can beat who. Because I, I don't know. You can toss it up, but. Um, man, it's it's going to set up. You're exactly right. There's going to be some awesome series and some great matchups and some good teams going home. Goals, we talked yesterday about the Leafs and being a high-scoring team. They've got five-plus goals in five straight games. First time that's happened for the Leafs since 1984. And the idea, can you win playing that way? And and I wrote an article just because there's so much on the idea that you need to be defensive and physical. But teams that win score, too. You know, what are your thoughts on playoff style and how you have to be built to have success in the postseason? It, well, it does change, it, right, from the regular season? Yeah, it tightens up. Yeah. I think it tightens up. I think it gets a little bit, you know, a little bit harder. I think, you know, preparation is a little bit more detailed with teams and facing, you know, one individual team through the series. So, you know, the detail of, of, of team checking and, you know, how you're going to play and matchups and everything is just, like, you know, heightened. So things will change and things will tighten up. And, you know, I think that's been our question mark all along with the Leafs is like, is this idea good enough? Is is the Dubas idea of how to play hockey good enough? And, you know, his idea of his skill and, and the players that he has and the construction of the lineup good enough to win. And, you know, it's been proven, you know, how many years now? Maybe it's not. But how big is, you know, adding a Giordano? How big is adding a Blackwell? How big is having some guys kind of, you know, step up and have bigger years and, um, a little bit better feeling and understanding of how it's going to work. So, you know, a lot of things can change year to year, but uh, adding certain guys can help out for sure. But I think it's ultimately, I think, I think we're, I think this is a big year for obviously Toronto, right? Like we know that, right? Like Dubis, I think a big, you know, like a lot is riding on success. Do you think it's good enough for them just to get through the first round this year? Oh, we've had this conversation, and like, my answer is absolutely no. not. Oh, yes, but they've it is. Go on a run. <laughs> they've got to have a run. They've got to. If you're a Leaf fan, I'm sorry. Like, you have to go, like, the first round demon or the ghost of the first round is just, it's it's to the point now where I'm looking at their team and the success and how good they are. And, you know, they're smashing a lot of these really good teams. I mean, they gave up one against Florida the other day, but it was a heck of a game, but it's like, you know, this is a top tier team. Like this isn't like first round is not probably circled on the, on their whiteboard. You know, it's gotta be bigger than that. So you guys been watching yeah, this they, team this... over the last five years? <laughs> oh, I know. I, I get I accused know. of having uh, too high of a bar. Do we have too big of a bar? Yeah, we have too yeah. high of a bar, I guess. I don't know. Like I watch we watch all the games. You see it. You see where they where they match up and like what the expectation likely should be. Oh, for so, sure. I mean Oh, for sure. The like uh, the, the, for how good this team is, the bar should be a run for 
What yeah. has happened in the past and the division and conference they're in? There's a lot of Leafs fans right now oh who would they'd be they do the Rob or sorry the Brad May they would fight their mother to win one round. Kipper. <laughs> <laughs> the Leafs may have, may be better off missing the playoffs than losing in the first round. Yeah, you're... <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Is that beating? What a mind. Oh my Goodness. god! All right, one of the busiest men in hockey. What's next, Colby? Maybe. Um, beer pong oh. at Ryan Kessler's house again? Oh, I'm up for that all day long. That was awesome. I'll do that again all day. I mean, are you kidding me? It's like a vacation when I went to his place. You got Bob Seeger lives across the lake from him. I'm going to get a hope to get a little little peek at him. Maybe a little concert. I don't know if we're doing that again, but that would be awesome. I don't know. Maybe youth <laughs> hockey stuff. Still, it's still kicking off. My son's in lacrosse, though, boys. Um, I know nothing the of the sport. I never played. I love lacrosse. Like, like. Hockey dad turned lacrosse dad. I don't know how they line change. I'm like asking all the dumb questions. Yeah. I'm like, what was that? But it is awesome to watch. I love it. My, so my East Coast uh, nephew in Long Island just got a, a college yeah. scholarship for lacrosse. He's the face-off guy. And I was like, oh, okay. So, like, you go out, you specialize. He literally just takes face-off, then runs off. Oh, buddy, runs That's off. That's his whole yeah, so thing. important to get possession, man. bench, it's college scholarship. <laughs> and, yeah. and to think, we're, we're trying to get... Rid of cross checking in our game. Oh yeah, they're, oh, they're leaning into it. Go watch that game. You can hear the you can hear the sticks cracking bones. It is <laughs> insane. I went to a I went to a high school game here the other day just to check it out. I was like, oh my god, like this is. In, I, I asked my kid. I'm like, are you tough enough to play this game? Like I don't know. And you know what he said to me? He said to me he was watching and he just says with his eyes all big. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad. <laughs> I do this. Is there non-contact <laughs> lacrosse for me, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, once you're bungee jumping and you're strapped in, kid, you're giving it a try. So. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's insane. So you go watch one of those, like, more competitive older kid games, and all you hear is, like, hack and whack and crack. It's, it is It's a monster. It's a cool sport, though. It's a great summer sport. So I know – isn't Tavares a big – in the lacrosse? Oh, the, uncle the family, like, the uncle. like one of the greatest. Yeah. So I, I can see why he has good hands and, and can handle tight spaces and use his body and everything because that is such a such a cool sport. I, I've loved it. I've loved it the last couple summers. So it's, it's, it's an awesome sport. Kids, check out lacrosse. Arm Dog, thanks for doing this, man. Always fun with All you. Right, boys. Appreciate yeah, it, Cole. Thanks, boys. Good Colby talking to you guys. Yeah. So did you play? No, I never did. I, and I wish I had. Like, I love to toss it around in the backyard or whatever, but no. Yeah. You? Uh, no, not, not, uh, yeah. not organized. I, I played one season. Oh yeah. And I was looking for a summer sport and I didn't get the pad that goes between your shoulder pads and your elbow pads. Yeah. I didn't cause I play the hockey. I never thought about that. The ribs. No, it's like the one that covers your middle arm. Oh, okay. I got cross checked so hard. I had a bruise on my arm that had the pattern of the Jersey. <laughs> I had, and I went net every game from there on out. Yeah. I just couldn't handle it. It's just, it is a warrior sport. Yeah. Warrior. I can't even get over the concept of a face-off guy. I was like, so, like, when do you? And he's like, no, no, just face-off. So, and you're, you're built like uh, Garth Snow. You should, yeah. With the Islanders, the old equipment. You should see the size of my nephew. These guys are stripped, like large animals. It's oh, it's just a quick update. Tiger just hold a 20-footer for birdie. I think get her to one down. Nice. In the red, baby. Let's go yeah, to break. Unfortunately, Cam Smith is six under par yeah, after he's, eight birdies. Yeah, he doubled the first <laughs> hole and he's six under All par. All right.